Hey, everybody, we're taking a little time off for the holidays, but we want to make sure we keep the music playing. So we hope you enjoy this classic episode of Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. We'll be back with another new episode soon. Happy holidays to you and yours. Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. Today's guest is a young man who really is becoming one of the most popular artists on the contemporary jazz scene today. Um, His music has reached number one on the Billboard's chart. He's a regular on the touring scene, and he's in heavy rotation and smooth jazz radio. And he really effortlessly blends jazz, R&B, funk, uh, other um, calypso, other sens- sensitivities to music into making his own distinctively delightful sound. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Songwriter, producer, and bassist extraordinaire, Mr. Julian Vaughn. Julian, what's good, man? Man, I'm blessed Blessed to be alive, blessed to be breathing, so I'm happy to be here. I know yeah. we got you fresh off of the road, huh? Yes, fresh off the road. Were you out performing or doing promotional yeah, work? Yeah, so or? I did. Uh, I had a performance Sunday in uh, Temecula, California. Oh, great! And then stopped after I left there Sunday. I stopped through Vegas Monday and Tuesday, and I'm back. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. So that, hey, that's a, that's a pretty nice trip. That's a pretty nice trip. Yeah, it is. It was short and nice, man. Yeah. It was too short, actually. So okay, okay. Yeah. You like being out on the road? Um. I do like the road. I don't like the plane rides, uh-huh. but I I do like being out there. I, I I love it. I have to say. Okay. 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 Yeah. What are the parts yeah. about being out there that 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 tend to inspire you the most? Uh, I would have to say it's the people, man. It's it's the people, and uh, like I have favorite cities to to go to and and play at, but it's the people. Like for Sunday, for example, man, I'm starting the show playing and and the people are calling out play this song with you know play my songs not they're not calling out covers like the whole audience knew my songs and that's what being on a road to me is like all about man like that's that's a great feeling and then when you play the song they know exactly they know all the licks they know they they know all of it it's it's a warm feeling so that's one of the things i love about being on the road that's fantastic that's fantastic You've been influenced by, you know, many artists, but Wayman Tisdale, I know, has been one of your influences. And um, tell me, how how has Wayman's music, not just from a musical standpoint, because Wayman's a bass player and was a very good basketball player. Uh, you had some pretty good chops at basketball, too, so you guys share that, too, right? Yeah, yeah, he was probably... Probably a little bit better than I was. <laughs> <laughs> but both of you guys also started in yeah. the church too, right? Definitely. Yep. I think everything outside of basketball is kind of identical of how we grew up. So what have you been able to pull from him into your music while still being uniquely Julian? What I pulled from, the, the most important thing I pulled from Wayman was the structure, the approach to a song. Okay. and a lot of guys basically get in and they don't approach it the right way. And then they 
let me play a bunch of licks and and try to you know show my chops and people don't want it the average fan don't want to hear that i heard women say one once before that he approaches songs and songwriting like a vocalist would do and i remember hearing that before i even got into the business i'm like oh because i sing as well so i'm like let me approach it like that so everything you hear on my records from the the notes to the the licks you know it's very melodic but i'm singing that stuff before i even record it so it it goes over well to an audience and i'm just not up there just sure just doing a whole 90 minute show you know that's but it works for some people but me my fans gravitate and they can connect with it because i approach it as a soloist so that's the main thing i took uh from wayman yeah 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 that's pretty cool so when you're when you're in the lab you, you that's an interesting approach for a bass player because you sing also so how so is that that process so you're are you writing the lyrics to a song as you're making a song or are you writing the notes or how do you go about that singing creating through voice what's going to be an instrumental song sometimes it's easy um i know from the beginning of a song i know if it's going to sound even better with like a vocal hook okay or if i, I know if it sounds better with just all vocals or just instrumental you don't know going into it it's just it's all a feel and i think that's the magic in writing music it's it's a feel and and, and when it's done it's like I knew I knew that was the right choice. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Do you have now you mentioned I want to go back to one of the things you mentioned before. You mentioned that you have some favorite cities that you like to travel to. So what are some of those places? California is one of them, like the San Diego area, um, Atlanta, Texas, Dallas, uh, up in D.C., that area up there. Real big jazz fans. Um Memphis, that that was another one. Man, I can keep I can keep going on. I mean, I, I got them everywhere, but those are some of my favorite ones to go to and perform at. Not to mention Florida too, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, I I love it. Good, good. When you when you're out on the road, do you get a ch- get an get an opportunity to get out and enjoy the city some, or is it pretty much you fly in, you sound check, you get a little rest, you do your show, and then you're out? Well. It depends. So, like, if I have a string of three so three shows and three nights or four shows, obviously I can't do that. But if if it's just a um, a show and then I have a couple of days before I got my next show, either or, I may come in a day or two earlier to see the city or stay a day or two late. So it it just depends. But I love to do I love to do that because I have friends everywhere. If you tour like I have for the last eleven years, you 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 build relationships all over, all over the U.S. So wherever you go, you know you got uh, some friends there to hang out with and, yeah. and enjoy. Yeah, that's so, cool. You talked yeah. about something that's important. I think um, building relationships, and um, you talk about having those relationships all over the country. You're a person now who has risen to certainly a, a level of fame within the music community and the jazz community, right? Is that, is it harder to build relationships now or is it easier? Do you find yourself keeping a, you know, a, a tighter group or able to expand that group? Um, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I, I, 
there's some instances where it can it can be harder, but I think that the the relationships that I built they're they're legit, you know. And it's just people they're fans at the same time, but they're just good people. They don't want anything from you, you know what I mean? They're, you know, hey, just you know, and and you can be around people, and you know, you got kindred spirits, and and you just connect, and and that's what's been happening for me. And and then you know some some of the people not to associate with, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but uh, the re- the relationships that I have, man, it, it's like they've, they've been genuine. And, and some of these cities I go to when I do have a chance to stay over and uh, hang out, man, these people, these friends won't, they won't let me lift a finger, man. Yeah, that's like, cool. Like, no, I got, no, no, no. You're in my city. You're in my you town. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And, 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 and quite frankly, if the shoe was on the other foot, I would do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I got I to tell our audience a little bit about you because um, we have been trying to get Julian to play Milwaukee for a couple of years now. And COVID has canceled it a couple of different times. And when I first started talking to Julian, I didn't know him. But one of the things I got to tell you, man, I was struck by with you. When I told my wife, I said, this is a really nice, down-to-earth young man, you know, because you you were always calling me Mr. And, and you were always yeah. very respectful <laughs> and everything. And I think at one point I said, just call me Carl, man. It's all good, you know. But, I, you know, I, I, I noticed that about you right away. And that's not something that you notice about everybody. And, like, it's easy. You know, I think it's easy to um, – one of the things my father said to me years ago was don't read your press clippings, right? It's easy to be like someone who is, you know, having a a career trajectory like yours. It would be easy to fall into that, you know, that other way of being. But you've never have. You've always been. Every time I've talked to you, you've been humble. You've been respectful, you know. And that's a that's a really important thing. And that makes it easier to build relationships, you know. Yep, man. Yep. And that's that's the perfect example of, of how I was raised. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, got to give that props to my parents. There you go. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes a big difference. I was talking to one of your another one of your uh, uh, your your contemporaries, Blair Bryant, who also happens to be from Blair, Kansas yeah. City. Blair, and, Blair. It's like my it's like my little brother. Yeah. 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 And, and you can tell I, there's similarities in how you guys were raised because you guys are both that way. Very. Very good at what you do, very accomplished, but you guys don't have those big egos, easy to talk to, very respectful. So something must be going on in that Kansas City water and the way, that's the, way the parents are making sure the kids are raised right. Yep, it's the Kansas City water and this, this, uh, some of that barbecue, too. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right, favorite spot. What's your favorite spot? Jack Stack and Gates. Okay, okay. I've been to Gates. I've been to Arthur Bryant's. Blair yeah, you told gotta, me you gotta go to Jack Stack. Man. I gotta go to Jack Stack. Okay, I'm gonna write that down on my notes. So next time I'm in there, I'm gonna have to check that yep. out. Definitely and Blair, Blair, Blair will tell you the same thing. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. I have to check yeah. that out. I have to check that out. So let's talk. We talked a little bit about Wayman as musical influence. What are some of your other musical mm-hmm. influences, Julian? Uh, as far as bass, Wayman, of course, Stanley Clark. Yeah, Stanley Clark probably as much as women because what people don't understand um, women were studying Stanley uh-huh. and, and I can hear it in all the plan because I, I didn't know who Stanley Clark was. Women was the first guy I heard. And then I'm like, Oh, Stanley Clark. There's, there's Marcus Miller. There's, yeah. there's Steve Bailey. There's Victor Bailey. I'm like, Oh my God. So yeah. 
the bass and then saxophone players, man, like some of my favorites, uh, Steve Cole. Yeah. I worked with him. That's a bad dude. <laughs> That's a bad dude. Uh, my buddy, Marcus Anderson. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I love to hear huge groove. I mean, those are some of the guys I like to listen, like to listen to. And then you got the R and B. I'm a big Brandy Babyface. Okay. Raphael Sadiq fan. You yeah, know? Uh, Sadiq, uh, yeah. Yeah. Most of them the music I listen to is uh R and B. And uh yeah. So but I had to like kind of tail that back and and start listening to more jazz because I'm trying to finish my record. Uh-huh. And then you know, R and B stuff keeps coming out because I listen <laughs> to it so much. <laughs> so I was like, no more R and B for like a month. Okay. But uh, okay. The late Roy Hargrove, man. Yeah. I, I've been listening to him a lot lately. And I know that's not my style, but it all, like, it all helps. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, let's take a listen to some of your music. You're talking about all those other artists. I'm, I'm sure you're starting to influence a lot of artists as well with your music. So let's, let's, let's listen to Black Dynamite from Julian's Supreme release.
All right, everybody, that was Julian Vaughn with Black Dynamite. So, Julian, how does being a writer, producer, and performer impact, one, how you make your music, and two, what happens on stage when you're performing? That's a good question. When I'm writing, I ask myself, okay, okay, there, there are songs you write that's, that you're going to do live, and then there are songs that are good, but they just kind of fill up the album. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe people might call them album fillers, you know, and then some people's growing up, there was a lot of times where I would just, there'd be like two or three songs on, on a particular album that I would listen to and, and everything else would just be like, and I never wanted that. But at the flip side that every song doesn't go on, doesn't belong on the radio. So when I'm writing, I kind of, all right, this, this song, this is one of those songs. No, how do I feel playing this song live? Okay. Is this song going to translate? Is it going to go over in, in front of a live audience? That's one thing I ask myself before I start recording it. And uh, if I feel strongly about it, then I, if I like it, then they're going to love it. So, yeah, but that that's a hard part, man. Like I've had songs that have had radio success, but then I'll, I'll play them live and I'm just like, ah, it, just, it just doesn't. Okay. Then I have a song that, that goes over that, that didn't go up, that wasn't a number one. You know uh -huh, what I mean? Uh -huh. So it's 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 a weird thing. And then over time, you kind of like start developing your your show, your set, what of what you know, different mood changes in your in your set. So that's kind of how I'll come up with my stuff like yeah. that. So yeah. How yeah. often does your set change? Like when you go out on the road, are you like okay, for these next three or four shows, we're going to play these songs, right? Or, mm -hmm. or is, it a, is it an evolving thing where night to night you might be feeling you want to add something in or change something, you know? Well, each, each city right now, you, you're getting a different band right now. So it's like, so if I don't have a saxophone player, I may have an hour show at this city, then I'm going to adjust my set list to not have a, a horn player and I'm going to do more stuff that doesn't have it in the song versus if it does. So it kind of varies. And then sometimes, man, I have a 70 plus song catalog out here. And sometimes I get tired of playing the same song. So I switch it all up midway through the tour. And I'm just, you know, just to keep it, keep myself fresh. You know, I couldn't do the same 10 songs to all, you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. For a whole summer, I I got too many good songs out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. How's the? Is there, are there a couple that that, that you know? The, if I don't play this, the fans are expecting this one. Or are there a couple of those? Or yeah, <laughs> one in particular. <laughs> one in particular, man, is your mind. And and if I don't play that, because they was calling for that song Sunday. If I don't play that song, it's gonna be some upset people out there. And this lady, she's about. 65, 70, she came on show and I, and I didn't play your mind because it's it, either I ran out of time or I forgot. And she said, I drove all the way here just to hear you play your mind. I was like, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> I mean, she was hot, man. I said, yep, can't, we, I always got to put that in the set. So that's it. That song I do no matter what. Okay. 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 Yeah. That's a common issue with most artists that I talk to is that there's always a few songs that that their crowd is always expecting, and you know they try to try to add them in. But if they don't add them in, they know somebody's going to have something to say. <laughs> I was uh, I was I was at a, a a festival in Louisville 
just this past weekend and was talking to the person sitting behind me, and she had a very similar comment about about an artist, too. She's like, I drove all the way here to hear him play this, and he didn't play it. And I was like, yeah, that's a tough thing for you guys, particularly, like you said, you got 70 songs to choose, 70-plus songs to choose from, and more yeah. coming all the time, right? Yeah, and so it's like, okay, something's going to get left out. You know, somebody's going to be mad. <laughs> so it it is what it is, you know. I think it's a good problem to have. It is a good problem to have. It is a good problem to have, no doubt about it. And 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 it's and it's coming from people who are fans anyway. So so they're not going to get too mad. Maybe a little disappointed, but not too mad. That's all right. So you you definitely enjoy your live shows, um, and um, you guys seem to bring just a heightened level of energy when you're on stage. You know. So have you ever had any situations at a show, and the fans seem to really get into it too? Have you ever had any situations at a live show where fans were a little bit extra, where they maybe went a little bit overboard? Uh, there have been some drunk fans. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, and I kind of, you know, uh, one guy in particular in St. Louis, and he was he had a little bit too much to drink, and he was actually related to the promoter, but I had to, like, stop mid-show and I had to get him straight. Really? Okay. I was like, I said, that's one thing you're not gonna do and and that's disrespect my show and while these people are trying to enjoy themselves. So you either sit down or you leave. What was he doing? Like heckling people or just disrupting? Oh uh, just stand up and being all loud okay. and, and almost trying to come on the stage and I'll like I'm a nice guy. Everybody knows that, but I don't play that. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to get him straight and uh I didn't, there was no problems out of that. So either he, either he sat down or they came and got him. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for you for doing that though, because I think, I don't know if people truly understand what it takes to put on a live show. Right. Yeah. And that's your craft and that's your, that's your, that's something you've been, you've been working at it. You've been rehearsing it. You've been, you know, you've been worrying about, Oh man, I want to make sure the sound is right. I want to make sure this is right. You know? And then, and, and yes, you want people to enjoy it, but yeah, there should be some boundaries. I agree with you. Yep. Yep. And it's trying to concentrate and play and, and, and they're making all this noise. And no, I, I I said, stop, everybody stop. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I hope I don't have to do that again, but I'll, I will if I have to. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't blame yeah. you. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. So after after you get off the road, what's the first thing you want to do when you get home to Kansas City? Most of the time it's on Mondays. I don't want to do anything. I want to, and sometimes it takes me two days to before I even get to my luggage to unpack it. Like it'll probably stay upstairs, you know, for until what Friday. But I've been looking for inspiration, couldn't find it for months. I felt inspired. So like the, the first thing I'm going to do tonight is start writing some new music. You can feel it on you. And, it, and if you don't strike when the iron's hot, something's going to pass you by. And you don't know when that feeling is going to come back. It could be a week. It could be m- another month. And I can't afford to be another two months because I got to have my stuff done in November. So first thing I'm doing is just writing because I got to get this stuff out of my head. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you think it is that 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 caused you to catch that level of inspiration this go around? Was it something that happened or something you saw? Or I think sometimes it's just been around certain vibes, like Vegas. That was a that was a vibe, and, I, and I'm not talking about the casinos and 
and all that because I don't do any of that. That don't that stuff don't mean nothing to me. But being around a few live music scenes and some friends and just having a good time and it was just some it was fresh air for me. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm I wish I had a, a keyboard right now because I got some music in my head, but I had no keyboard. I couldn't do anything. There's not something in particular that I can go to and, and okay, this is going to get me going. It gotcha. just happens. Yeah. 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 It's all organic, yeah. huh? Yeah. I've written some of my, some best songs right in the car. Okay. Or okay. at church or, you know, at a hotel room. You yeah. Just, good, 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 good. Well, let's listen to some more of those, those great songs that you've written. This is um, You're Mine by Julian Vaughn.
All right. That's today's guest, Julian Vaughn, with Your Mind off his Limitless release. So you're, you've been a pretty prolific artist. I mean, you've got seven CDs out already, and you're a very young man. You know, a lot of people spend 20 years in a career and don't have seven CDs out, right? Yeah. So Correct. how do you, I mean, it, it sounds like there's a lot of drive in you. How do you keep that drive going? I keep it going simply because I don't feel like I have reached my full potential yet. Okay. Even learning different things about different instruments, there's a level in my head and I know where it is. And I just don't feel like I, I know I haven't got there yet, you know? And so that drives me because I have something to prove <clears throat> each record. It gets hard and hard and hard because you got to keep, Proving yourself, you got to keep, in a way, outdoing the last record. And uh, even though you got friends, a lot of friends in the industry, it's a friendly competition out here. And if you ask an artist in private, they'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah. It, it's, it's, it's not easy. I know fans, we put out records, they hear it for two or three weeks, and they're like, okay, what you got now? <laughs> you know, what's next? My, my goal now, because uh, I'm independent now, is to uh, every 18 months keep putting the record out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I got I got one lined up for the spring of 2022. Uh, I have an EP coming out this winter uh, okay. for Christmas. Oh, great! And 2023, we're following up with uh, chapters of Love too. Oh wow! Okay. Great. Great. So as a now that you're independent versus being on a label, do you do you like one of them more than the other? How does it impact your, you know, what you do and how you do what you do? That's probably the, the easiest question I've ever been asked in my life. <laughs> uh, independent all the way. I would never sign a, a, a deal. And what people don't understand, and I'm very transparent when we, when we sign these deals, we're signing away our master's. We're signing away our creativity. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're never, you're never going to get the the bigger stick in these deals. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, and and once you're in it for the especially the period of time I've been in it, you learn the business. Like if you're not learning the business, why why you're in these deals and something is wrong. So I I learned the business and. Um, you know, start, okay, this is how you do this. This is, uh, I should have did that. And and you just, you got all this information and you're able to just do it because I have my fan base and fan base is, is still rapidly, rapidly growing at a, at a fast pace even now. And so the timing was right. And, and, and that's where I have a lot to prove being independent. Like now, now this is a, I feel like the next, the next half, the second half of my music career is going to be way better than the first. That's great. Yeah, I've, I've talked to some other artists, too, who I think one of the things about being an independent nowadays is the fact that technology has enabled the ability to be independent and to thrive as an independent. You know, it used to be that the um, that the labels held the keys to you getting an audience. Get your own audience, get your own studio get your own shows, get your own radio promotion, get your own distribution. I mean, it is all out there. You just, you have to put in the work too. you know, it, it's not easy. And I, I think 
some people are that may be in them that are scared because you know it is a lot of work. I mean, the reward is greater, you know. So I that's one thing I don't mind. I don't mind the work, especially if it's my work. Right, right, <laughs> you right, know? right, right. You're working for yourself. So, so that's a better yep. that's a pl- no better place to put an investment in, right? Yep. Yep. So when your fans listen to your music, what are you, what are you hoping that they walk away from? Number one, I hope they walk away humming what they've heard. When you have plans and you catch them humming your your hook to a song, and it, like I got them, you know, you, you got them because it's it, it's sticking, it's stuck in their head and it, and it won't leave. So I want my fans to to walk away with with a good feeling. You know, my show is energy, but it's just not. My show and my music is a lot of energy, but I have mellow things in there. I have slow. I'm a, I'm a sucker for slow jams. I love those. I got something for all your emotions. It's bonafide, easy listening. I, I even hate labeling my music jazz. Okay. It's just great music. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sure. They walk away feeling good, wanting to come back, wanting to bring somebody else. Yeah, that's cool. Or, or passing your music along. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love I love your point about not wanting to put labels on it because I was having a a conversation recently with somebody who said that they weren't a jazz fan, right? And I was trying to explain to them. I said, "Well, I guarantee you, if you tell me what music you like, I can I can I can hook you up with somebody in this quote unquote jazz realm who you will love because the influences are so intertwined." Yep, I've I've had people come to my show. And they've never been to a, like you said, quote unquote, jazz show because in their head, they're thinking elevator music or, you know, some, you know, they're not think, And they leave and they're like, oh, my God, I had no idea it was like this. Like, this was the best ever. And, you know, you got when the next time they come back, they're going to bring three or four more other people. That's literally how I built my fan base outside of your um, your bona fide jazz band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like that. Yeah, well, we're going to have you in Milwaukee at our Fresh Coast Jazz Festival Fall Affair on October 9th. And one of the things we've done to promote it is that we have sent emails out to people with um, that will allow them to connect to a Spotify playlist of your music, right? Yeah. And I yeah. have had people, I've had people say to me, wow, that's just what you said. Like, wow, I didn't, I didn't know. I had, in fact, I had somebody the other day say to me that, I wasn't a jazz fan, but when I listen to this, I think I should be listening to jazz. You know, <laughs> and so I was like, they get it after a point. They get it. So that's cool to hear. That's cool to hear. So Julian, we have this fun segment that we do on each show. It's called "Bout It or Doubt It." Okay. Um, if you're about it, it's something you like. If you doubt it, it's something that you're not feeling. So are you up for uh, doing a little "Bout It or Doubt It" with us? Let's do it. All right. I started this body If you bout it, get them up. I mean you body body. That I mean you body. body. We say you body body. Uh, I represent. I doubt it. All right. So what what we're gonna do, Julian, is we're gonna spin the wheel to get you a category, and then we're gonna ask you a couple of about it or doubt it questions. Okay. All right. Let's do it. All right. Oh, this seems like this was this was rigged, but your category is sports, man. Your category yes. is sports. So, bout it or doubt it? Soccer. Doubt it. Doubt it. Okay, can't get into soccer? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, 
wasn't wasn't raised up on it and you hardly seen it in my in our in my community uh-huh so yeah. yeah so yeah i'm at the be i'm at the i'm at the doubt that all right all right all right <laughs> yeah. all right all right and i'm gonna take i'm just gonna take some host liberties today because i know you got a basketball background and i'm gonna i'm I, the, your next one is gonna be my hometown team the milwaukee bucks about it or doubt it i'm about it but okay a healthy brooklyn that would never happen you don't think so huh you know that. <laughs> <laughs> now, hey, man, I, I have had I have had Buck season tickets since George Carl became the coach. So I've been. Oh, I've that's been, when, when when Peyton and Cassell was in the yes, backcourt. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so I've been suffering for a long time, you know. Yeah. So I got to I got to take this all in and experience all of this. But I think you know you you know here's what I love about it though. It's going to be crazy going forward. Like, that's going to be some serious battles, you know. Um, and I think that the thing I saw was that, well, KD is amazing. Like, you you just can't, you know. KD is otherworldly. If, if he were a size 16, man, the Bucks would have been home. Yeah, that's what a lot of people have said. That's what a lot of people have said. I, I, I hate to – I'm not going to say that's true because I'm a homer. But right. it, was, it was so much fun to see – just how bad, how 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 hard they battled, and then the props they gave each other after the fact. You know, like KD was Definitely. super cool. You know, KD was like, "Man, congratulations, y'all earned this," and the fans there were great. So it's great to see them be like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I was happy. I was, I was happy for Giannis. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you don't like Giannis, then something is wrong with you. I don't care what what team you're a fan of. Yeah, yeah. That's just a good. That's just he just seems like a, a hell of a guy. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So Giannis was just walking down the street to practice, you know, and this guy saw him and he just talked to him. And just a couple weeks ago, we had the state fair here in Wisconsin, and Giannis is there with his family. He's not rolling six or seven deep, no bodyguards or stuff like that. He's just a part of the community, you know, and that's a rare yep. thing to see with an athlete of that magnitude. It is. Yeah. It is. So you've had some pretty successful collaborations thus far, you know. Is there been anybody out there that you haven't worked with yet that you're dying to work with and that you're trying to make happen? The, the people that I really want to work with are not in our genre. Okay. Like, I would love to work with Babyface. Yeah. Like, that's a big dream. Babyface, uh, someone like Rodney Jerkins. Yeah. Like I said, Raphael Sadi, I would love to work. I would love to do a song with Brandy. Yeah. Uh, Joe. Uh-huh. You know, these are the people that I, that I would like to work with because I feel like my style of my of playing and writing them and approach fits any R&B style all day, especially theirs. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that'd that be a dream of mine, man. Might be a kid in the candy store if that ever happens. There you go. There you go. What are you listening to right now in your car? What's playing in your ride right now? Believe it or not, 60% of the time, I'm not listening to anything is straight silence. Okay, okay, okay. Only because even when music's not playing, there's music in my head playing. Yeah. You know, and you have to be a music person, like, uh, like you know, a, a writer, and I'm consumed with this stuff. So sometimes I have to shut it off. Well, a lot of times I have to shut it off in the car. Uh-huh. And, uh... You know, but I've been trying to relax here the past weeks as far as mentally. So I've been listening to a lot of late 
late night jazz. Okay. Uh, it's a it's like it's a playlist on um, Spotify too. It got like I said, Roy Hargrove. Uh huh. It got some Cold Train on there, and that stuff relaxes me. Yeah, yeah. So if if you weren't making music or playing basketball, what would you be? What do you think you'd be doing for a living? I don't know because everywhere I go, people think I'm a basketball player. It's like I can't. It's like I can't do anything else. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I I don't know, man. That is a hard. That is a hard question because uh, if I wasn't doing music, I definitely would have loved to have been a, an NBA player with the money they get. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, okay. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's. A, I need to think about that. That yeah. may be something I need to, <laughs> you know, to to get going. Uh huh. Get another hobby, man. But this stuff consumes me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's understandable that it consumes you. I think it's to be great at something. Like it's one of the things like you, you, when you look at the well, use of basketball as an analogy, when you look at people like a Kobe or, or an MJ, like they were single-mindedly focused on being great at that one thing, you know? And I think that's one of the things that you see with people who are great at anything is that you, you know, you, you have to put your whole, your whole mind, body, and soul into it to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. greatness is not greatness is not easy to get to. Facts, definitely not. Tell us a few things that you have never done that you want to do sometime soon. I uh, just had this conversation last night. Okay, okay. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to skydive. Uh huh. Yeah, I want to skydive. Definitely want to. Uh, I have never jet skied. Okay. Sim- something simple. I want to go. I want to go fish. I've never been fishing. Okay. Let me see. Uh, that's I think that's my top three uh-huh. right now. Or um and maybe get in one of those fast NASCARs and just go fast around the track. All right. Yeah, I, I like stuff that gives you a rush. Oh, and and a and a wild card, man. And people gonna think I'm crazy, but I, I want to <laughs> run with the bulls, man. I, I want to run with the bulls. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you want to? That that seems to me like I never got that one. Like I see people, people like you who have that dream. Like, is it just for the rush? Yeah, it's the rush, and and it, and it's it's not that I hope I get uh, hit by one of them bulls. It's it's it's, it's the I almost got it by like two inches. That that's the <laughs> rush right there. <laughs> and I want to see it. I want to I want to see the playback. Ah oh, so. man, you are a thrill seeker, man. <laughs> you are a thrill seeker. Well, let's take a listen to a little bit more of your music, all right? Let's take a listen to uh, Julian Vaughn again. This is Ya Dig.
All right, that was You Dig by Julian Vaughn, our guest today on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. Uh, so, Julian, for you, how do you know that a song is ready to be released to the masses? Basically, how it makes me how it makes me feel. Okay. If I can listen to it 10, 20 times in a row, the same feeling, mm-hmm. it's ready. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like, which, like, for example, I have a song, my, my first single off my next project will be out. We'll probably send it off early February. I've listened to it 200 times and, and it's the same feeling. Like this is let my friend, let my close friends hear it. Like, yeah, that's going to the top. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. Cool. One of them. Yeah. You just know it. You just feel it. When you're in a zone musically, what is that like for you? No TV. Yeah. Kind of dark with a probably a blue light, which I have. No phone interruptions. And I'm just in that zone. Not a lot of food because I don't want to miss something. Uh-huh. When you're writing and, and then you're creating a solo because you, you, a lot of times you do it on the fly. I will say eight, nine times out of ten, the first thing I play is what I keep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because it's, it's raw. Yeah. And then instead of just going back and keep messing with it. That first thing you play, it's like, that's what's supposed to be on there. Okay. So that, that's what, that's what mine is like. I stay on at my station the whole weekend, mm-hmm. not, not going out and, and, okay. and just, and just really locked in, man. That, that, that's what mine is like. Yeah. Yeah. Early mornings, probably stopping at about, there's sometimes where I won't stop till six 30 in the morning. Wow. After spending the whole night. I spend the whole night because I'm one of the ones can't go to bed until this is right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. 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 And then you just jacked up for the whole day, man, because you're so tired. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's that's the price we pay. Yeah. 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 Well, but it's um, it certainly is uh is is rewarding you and paying dividends for you, man, because you know you continue to put out just. Good album after good album after good album, hit after hit after hit, and continue to be one of the mainstays on the touring scene. How is that for you, too? Like, are you at a point now where you are able to say, nah, I don't really want to go on that. I mean, I got enough I got enough dates here. I don't really want to do that one or do that one. Are you able to be more selective now, or have you always been a little bit more selective? Because I know you're in, you're in high demand these days, right? I've actually been selective on a, a few shows mm-hmm. this year because... The travel, the cost didn't make sense. Yep, yep, yep. But for the most part, man, I'm if it if it makes sense in this in this fair, I'm 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 doing it because there's always people out there that have never seen you. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm I'm I always think about Jordan when he said, uh, you know, and and if you go back and look at Jordan's stats, like them guys played almost every game. Yeah, right, right. No load management it's like, then. It's, you're right, not like today, because somebody, he said, somebody is watching me in person for the first time. Yep. And and, and he didn't want, and so I've always had that in the back of my head. Somebody's watching me play for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I want them to leave hooked. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right. Another thing I like to ask guests on the show is um, – if you can have a dinner party, you can invite any three people that you wanted to invite. Who would be at your dinner party? Oh, man, Carl, this, this is going to be all women, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> oh, man. 
uh, today or later is going to have to be one of them. All right. That's a good choice. That is a great choice. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, man. There's so many. I <laughs> already uh, talked about the people I want to work with in music, so they don't count. They uh-huh. can't, uh-huh. can't come to that party. Uh, <laughs> man, I don't know. Oh, my okay. God. Got some good questions today, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, she, she's one of them. Uh, I don't. Hell, I don't know. Too many, too um, many, too many to choose. <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying to think of all my uh, all my celebrity crushes, man. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, she. Yeah, she. She's one. Maybe. Maybe Kelly Rowland. Okay. Maybe I'm okay. just throwing that out there. Okay. Uh, you know, and there's and there's some more that. The, the the lady that played on uh, uh, Concussion with Denzel, I forget her name, and she played on Beyond the Lights. She's definitely at the head of the table. Her name is, is Goo Goo something. I forgot her name, but yeah, she's definitely there. Oh, and Susan Kalichi Susan Kalichi Watson. Okay. Definitely. Okay. From, okay. from This Is Us. That's a real good list. I'm in love with her. Hey, all right. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> I mean, she might she might have to. We might have to make sure she has a, gets a copy of this podcast, man. What else does 2021 and 2022 hold for you? What else you got going on the rest of this year and next year? Uh, 2021, finishing off this tour and and uh, preparation for 2022 because it's going to be, I believe, one of my uh, most important and big year um, with, with the new record, uh, new merchandise to go along with that, uh, music videos, debuting logos everything man like this is a this is a, a a new like a new beginning for me and so that's 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 what that's what it entails man i'm trying to take it over and got some got shows uh lined up got the got a my first jazz cruise dave cause cruise i'm performing on there and i'm looking forward to that i'm trying to shut that thing down Good when i you. get on there and um possible relocation Okay. So it, 2022 okay. is going to be huge. Let's just pray that this COVID thing just goes away, man, or something. I hope that it goes away. I think that we're going to be dealing with some level of this for a period of time, but I just hope that Correct. people go ahead and get their shots and think about the impact this has on certainly themselves and their families, but their fellow man, right? If we all do a little bit to help each other then we can all get back to some semblance of normalcy a whole lot faster. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you uh, rushing from the airport to, to, <laughs> to get on with us today, man. We wish you nothing but the best. And we know that going forward, we're going to see bigger and better things from you, Julian, man. So thanks for taking time to be with us today. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. October 9th. Everybody come on out. Absolutely. All right, man. You take care of yourself. All right. All All right, right. you too, man. All right, thank you. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. Backstage.